War in the Holy Land continues. Gaza continues to be bombed by the Israeli Air Force after fuel, medicine, and food supplies were cut off. Gaza now has no electricity. Hospital generators have run dry. Hamas still holding hostages. The rocket attacks continue on Israel from Gaza, but also from the north out of Lebanon, Syria. Yesterday, a children's hospital was hit by a Hamas rocket in southern Israel. The horror of Saturday continues to unfold. Journalists were led through a kibbutz in the south where Hamas invaded Saturday. Forty babies were killed, some of them decapitated. Hamas set fire to homes when people refused to leave their safe rooms, burning them alive. They would rather die from fire and surrender to terrorists. Some members of the kibbutz are missing, kidnapped, and taken hostage. It was last December that Hamas leader al-Zahar called for world domination. No Zionism, Jews, no treacherous Christianity. Evil will not prevail. God is still in control. This is Haven Today. Here it is Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and today we continue a special program called Israel at War. You've heard the stories. You've seen the news. Innocent lives being taken. Families are being torn apart after Hamas invaded Israel on their Sabbath day last weekend. It seems like an utterly hopeless situation, and yet there still is hope. Thousands of years before this latest war, One of the fathers of Israel ruled over the land. I'm talking about King David. He knew what it was like to be attacked, to fear for his life. What did that drive him to do? It drove him to the Lord, his creator, the God of Israel, Yahweh. In a few moments, we'll hear from him as we turn to Psalm 91. But before that, let's meet up with a Jewish man who loves Jesus and is a missionary in Israel, Yol ben David. You work with Jews for Jesus. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having us, Charles. Help us here in North America to see and feel what you're going through right now. This is a very trying time for you and your people, isn't it? Absolutely, Charles. This is um, a very difficult moment for many of us. We're experiencing, I would say, both a, um, sort of a collective trauma, as it is, um, feeling the 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 insecurity of not only the regular attack from missiles, which seems to feel like it happens every couple of years, but I think the invasion into neighborhoods, the invasion into local areas of terrorists and people being afraid to leave their homes or to leave the door unlocked now makes everyone just feel so much less safe, so insecure. And then the constant video feeds in social media of the terrible things that took place um, makes us feel not only afraid, but also so lost and without words to express what it might be like to not have, not know where my family member is or to know that my family member is in Gaza somewhere um, with the Hamas. Um, it, it just seems terrifying and it seems threatening and it sort of brings what is already a tense part of the world to a whole different level. Um, and I think that's where we all, we all are 
emotionally. To add to that, there is no one that doesn't know, at least know someone else who has somebody ongoing, sort of involved in the conflict on an ongoing basis. Um, So for me, it's my son um, who is part of the Nachal Brigade and he is with his unit um, somewhere in the Golan Heights, possibly in Lebanon or Syria. He doesn't, we're not told. He just told us a day or two ago, mom, dad, I won't have my phone with me. I will, I'll talk to you when I'm, you know, when I can. And that's it. And you don't know until he comes back and sends us a message. So that's, that's where a lot of us are um, with this, uh, with this current crisis and with the view of war and seeing my son and his whole brigade being called to the North of Israel makes me feel like this is just the beginning. Mm. You're human, Yul. And like you said, you're seeing everything that Hamas did and the stories are still unfolding. They're still coming out. And yet you also are a follower of Yeshua, Yul Ben David, with Jews for Jesus in Israel. Can I ask you to stick around and share with us a little later in the program about how you are praying for your people and reaching them with the good news of Jesus? Absolutely. After the program... I want to give you an opportunity to partner with people like Yoel and help them bring the gospel to those in need right now in Israel. We have a campaign called Help and Hope for Israel. And to do this, we've partnered with Jews for Jesus, the largest Christian ministry in Israel, and they've mobilized their entire team to hand out blankets, clothes, toiletries, even food to displaced Israelis in the south along the Gaza border. Many have lost their homes. It's a time like this when Jews are open to receiving a free New Testament, to be prayed over, to even be open to receiving Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah. Here's how you can help. Call us after the program. Pray for peace and pray how much you should send. 50, 100, 1,000. Somebody sent 5,000 yesterday. Tell us how much you want to send to Israel how much you want to give to help us at Haven today. Every dollar you send for Israel goes to Israel. We don't take a handling fee. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or make your gift after the program at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Let's open the program now. With sovereign grace, I have a shelter. Have a shelter in the storm when troubles pour upon me. Though fears are rising like a flood, my soul can rest securely. Oh Jesus, I will hide in you, my place of peace and solace. No trial is deep. Than your love that comforts all my sorrow. I have a shelter in the storm when all my sins accuse me, though justice charges me with guilt. Will not refuse me. Oh Jesus, I will hide in you who bore my condemnation. 
go in time of war, in the time of a storm. Only one place, the Lord Jesus Christ. I have a shelter, Sovereign Grace, opening this haven today, a special program called Israel at War. I'm Charles Morris. Just a reminder, a little later on, we're going to hear more from Yold Ben David, a Jewish missionary for Christ in Israel. He's going to share how his organization, Jews for Jesus, is reaching Jews in his home country. If you were listening to the program yesterday, you might recall that I spoke with an Israeli tour guide who is a follower of Jesus, Daria Short. She was at work as a tour guide, and she witnessed devastation this past week. I asked her how she was dealing with this war in her country on a spiritual level. So for me, um, I always go to The promises of God. Firstly, he who keeps Israel neither dozes nor sleeps. Um, As the mountains all around Jerusalem, so the Lord is all around his people. Um, All the promises in the Psalms 91. um, That's what I have open right now on my desk here in the studio. Psalm 91. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's Daria Short, providentially talking from Psalm 91 the same place I happened to have open in my Bible as I was interviewing her. So how could I not share a little from this great promise of God today? Psalm 91 brought Daria great comfort and hope. It's been doing that for millions, for 2,000 years, and I believe it can do the same for us today, which is why I would like us to meditate on this song. Some scholars believe that it was first written by Moses, But hundreds of years later, King David rediscovered this song and gave it new life as he spoke to turbulent times in the kingdom of Israel. This psalm tells us who we can go to when it seems as though the world around us is falling apart. May I share with you the first half of Psalm 91? 
Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. When going through the dangers, toils, and snares of life, seeking the Lord is our only hope. Psalm 91 tells us that we will find three things in the Lord, refuge, deliverance, victory. We've heard from many asking how we can be in prayer for Israel and all those affected by this war. That's a good question. And one way to answer this is by praying that Psalm 91.1 would be the reality of many in Israel. As missiles are being launched, as gunfire was ringing through the streets, let's call to the Lord that men and women, boys and girls, would find their rest not in human rulers, but in the Lord who made all things. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You may have heard of the mandatory shelters that are in people's homes or the communal shelters that are all over the country. They were set in place in order to protect citizens in case of sudden attack. Some of them have iron doors, which serve as a barricade to protect families. They are very much a necessity. But we know there is a greater refuge, a greater source of protection, because he protects even beyond the grave. It is the Lord. Psalm 91 gives us vivid, poetic imagery of the Lord's protection over his people. You heard it already, but he hides us under his wings. His faithfulness serves as a shield and a rampart. And how does God's refuge impact the lives of his people? They will not fear the night, nor arrows or gunfire by day. Though soldiers are falling all around, the one who dwells in the shelter of the Lord will be protected. Verse 8 then gives the people of God hope. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. The Lord, who is the refuge of his people, the deliverer of his people, will be the one who grants victory to his people. One day, evil is going to be judged, and all things will be set right. How are Moses and David so confident that this will be so? because victory will be accomplished by one of their own. How do I know? Listen to the second half of Psalm 91, starting in verse 11. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. That's a prophetic statement. It harkens back to Genesis 3. Back in the Garden of Eden, that serpent, Satan, deceived Adam and Eve into eating the forbidden fruit. But God promised 
that he would send a seed to crush the head of the serpent. That seed is none other than the Son of God who became man, Jesus Christ. And in order to defeat our mortal enemy, he had to die on a cross. But through his death, Jesus took refuge in his Father. He would be delivered from death. And when he rose from the dead, he emerged victorious over sin, death, and even the evil one. Sound familiar? The reason why we can find refuge, deliverance, and victory in the Father is because refuge, deliverance, and victory were given to his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Angels all around me guide my footsteps lest I stray. Evil ones surround me though their powers kept at bay. And though terror strikes by nighttime and the arrows fly by day, Lord, you are my refuge. I will trust in you and say, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the secret place of God. Cover me with feathers from your wings. I'm hiding there underneath the canopy of safety and of care. And if once again I wander, find my foot trapped in the snare. Even though I can see no escape, I'll still declare he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the secret place of God. Those who know and love me I will rescue, says the Lord. Favor and abundant life I'll give as my reward. And when they're in trouble, I will answer when they cry. There I will see my glory. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You who dwell 
shelter of the Most High will abide in the secret place. You'll abide in the secret place. We'll abide in the secret place. A Jewish believer in Yeshua from Cleveland, Marty Getz, He Who Dwells, on this haven today, coming right out of Psalm 91, a haven today called Israel at War. Now let's return to Israel. Let's meet up again with Yoel ben David, a missionary for Jews for Jesus. Yoel, what do you see among your people right now? What are they thinking about spirituality, and how are you seeking to minister to them? What I see is a people that are trying to uh, encourage themselves through national pride, through let's let's band together and let's deal with this issue together. We're all Jews. We're all living in Israel. We can we can do this together. And I know that the hope or the the way that they're trying to push through it right now, um, in order to solve the situation and go to war and and be safe. I know that that's going to that's going to crumble in the end, and in the end we're going to still be left with the trauma when all of this war is over and and we have you know succeeded at pushing the terrorists back again, and I think that's when a lot of people are going to need something that I have that you have and that they don't have, which is a hope that lasts beyond the moment. Um, it's not just bucking myself up. It's not you know giving myself a push and saying, okay, we've just got to get through this. It's a hope that lasts for eternity. And that's, that's only to be found in Jesus. Um, and that's why, you know, we're reaching out to people through text message, inviting them around to the house, spending time with them talking, um, because we know that when it all crumbles down and we stop trying to be brave because it's a difficult situation, we want to be able to be there to talk to them Um when the terror comes back, when we, we, we remember what we've all just gone through and, and try to go back to work as if it's a normal day, we want to be there to give them that hope, the message that you can't do this by yourself. You can't just buck your way through this. Um, you, need, you need someone to walk with you. And the only person that can really walk with us is not a God that we imagine understands our suffering intellectually, but a God that actually suffers with us and suffered for us. And that is only to be found in Christ. Someone who, who understands and loves us, identifies with us and walks us, walks through this with us emotionally. Um, and so that's, that is what I believe, what I hope, what I pray um, uh, will be something that we can do for more and more people as the war goes on and, um, as it comes to its conclusion and as it can, you know, as, as life continues in Israel, um, to be able to give people the hope that I think they, they're all desperately looking for and are trying to find in, you know, sound bites on the news and, and what the prime minister is saying or, but, but it in the end will not satisfy what their human heart needs, which is God. Yolben David, Jews for Jesus. Thank you 
for joining us here on Haven Today. Thank you, Charles. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Thankful we got a little time with the old Ben David again. He's been on the program before. We've even met in Jerusalem more than once, and I truly appreciate his heart for our Messiah. I want to invite you to partner with his organization, Jews for Jesus, and to help those in Israel right now who are in great need. They are the largest Christian ministry in Israel to offer help and hope for Israel. How is this happening? Jews for Jesus has mobilized their entire team and is handing out blankets, clothes, toiletries, even food to displaced Jews in the south along the Gaza border. Many have lost their homes. It's a time like this when Jews are open to receiving a free New Testament, to be prayed over, to even be open to receiving Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah. So here's how you can help. Call us right now. Pray for peace and pray how much you should send. 50, 100, 1,000, more. Tell us how much you want to send to Israel, how much you want to give to help us at Haven today. Every dollar you send for Israel goes to Israel. We don't take a handling fee. So here's the number to call right now. 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together we'll share this great story. This story that's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Measuring up, we all try to do it. Maybe we're a younger sibling trying to live up to our older brother's reputation in school, or the daughter of hard-working parents trying to make a living for ourselves in this world. But when it comes to the perfect holiness of God, none of us can hope to measure up. Paul puts it this way. In Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are all justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. But the good news follows the bad. Jesus has measured up to God's standard and all those who believe in Him are accepted as if they measured up like He did. It started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.